today this uh podcast session will be inspired by me just telling my story man kind of like uh i know that's what's needed moving forward if this the lane I'm, I'm gonna choose to um to be in far as you know inspiring people man to live the life that they should be living man i don't care if it's one person at a time man it's service and um, i know ultimately me telling my story will, will, will help you know a lot of people out there man so um that's what we that's what this session about today man um so uh let's get into it man um i'm a um i'm a i'm i'm a kid from uh erie pennsylvania man my mom was um thirteen years old when she had me man thirteen years old and um uh, my father was uh fourteen years old man so i kind of want to get into like how coming up uh affected my life and what ways and you know how people can um can 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 like help other people by like telling their stories and uh being a part of other people's life so um growing up in uh growing up in Erie PA for me man with a 13 year old mother kind of go like um I was uh raised on 17 street projects uh I, I was raised up and it was it was it was a community to where, you know, at that time it was uh you would go off of people and went more so who's this and who's that who's that, you would go off of people last names, like, you know, the Johnsons, the Selby, like sort of things like that. And we have gotten away from that type of uh lifestyle now in the community centers and, you know, uh kids is uh in the house playing today, man. So I just wanna uh, kinda walk, you know, people through this story, man, and um yeah, uh, 17th Street, grew up with a lot of, uh, grew up around a lot of people, man, and uh, a lot of good people, man, you know, who still remain in my life today. A lot of them is family, actually. Um, so uh, let's get into it. Uh, how, how that affected me, man, coming up, man, having a 13-year-old mother and a 14-year-old father is, um, it made me the man I am today in a, in a million ways and ways that I'm just now capturing right now at at my age and uh being a father and a husband myself because now I understand that um everything happens for a reason first off so I I grew through those things to become the man that I am today man and um it's a blessing to to see because I understand God's grace and what what he did to build me as a man and and where I'm going in life uh such as now and uh, my life, my, my, my childhood life <clears throat> style and the way I was brung up really uh, molded me to be that today. So um, growing up with a 13-year-old mother, man, I was it was a lot of different things instilled in me. Instilled in me as far as like um, I watched her uh, make it happen. I watched her make it happen as far as, you know, um, taking care of me, man, and getting me what I needed to get in life, man, by any means necessary. But I also watched her get mistreated by a man. I also watched her, um, you know, uh, suffer in a lot of different ways as a young lady with, with kids that age. And I understand it more today because I'd be kind of in deep thought about it. Like, um, if I was that age with a child, 13 or 14 years old, like, what it would be like, like, that's hard. And when I when I start working on me and work really working on myself, uh, just in general in life and um, kind of like starting 
to mold myself to what I want to do in life, vision, dream, and all those things, it all came full circle about, like, you know what I'm saying, the things that I wanted and desired in life. And um, it, it a lot of bad habits and things were stilled in me as a young man because of my parents being that age and the environment I grew up in, such as um, for me, man, I was doing things that um, no 13, 14-year-old should ever be doing. I was actually um, at 13, 14 years old because I'd be comparing it to my ch my son. I currently have a 15-year-old son, and he and he never lived anything close to how I was brought up and the things that I was into when I was actually his age. But to me, it was the cards I was dealt at that time. And, and, and you know, I just had to navigate through life and figure things out. And uh, that's what happened. But, you know, it wasn't always peaches and creams knowing that, man. It was a lot of suffering and um, a lot of uh, failure in life. And um, 13 years old, man, I was actually having uh, sex and stuff like that regularly. Like like really having sex at 13, 14 years old. And, and that shouldn't should, that Those things shouldn't be going on if I'm, if I'm brought up right, but... As I was saying, like, the way I was brought up, like, those were the things that I was around and seen and got into. And, um, drugs. Like, my environment is still, like, me learning how to actually sell drugs and do those type of things at 13, 14 years old. By the time I was 14, I was actually, um... I was actually cooking crack cocaine and all that and selling it on the streets, 14 years old, man. And now that I look back on it, like, but it, it, it that was a sad situation, but it's my story. Like, it, it's the things that, um, that I participated in, but I was never proud of it at no point. At no point, I was never proud of it. I never paraded around like this is what I was doing, this is what I love to do or nothing like that. I was always in my own lane with it, but I always showed people those habits, and that ain't cool as a 13, 14-year-old boy to be showing other kids how to do these things that 13 and 14 year olds were supposed to be doing like cooking crack and having sex and all that so like the people that I had around me I was influencing them in that way because I never kept the major crowd other than the people that I came up with man we came up so close and there was so many people in my community like my age like we we all just like did everything together played sports and um like, went to the community centers together. We ate free lunches together, man. It's people that I know, man, never ate free lunches in their life. It's people that, that that I know, like, they don't even, like, I tell them some of the things that I did coming up and the things that I was doing, man, it'll blow them away. Like, and, and they be puzzled by it, but it's my story. So, like, now I know God put it in my heart to, to like, start reaching young men and telling these things like like telling these things to young men this ain't cool this how you should be moving and uh this is the way to move in life man and that's just what I've been doing and uh that's part of why I, I, I kind of like wanted to start doing podcasts and all that to like just start inspiring people to to do something that they ain't comfortable with man to do something that's out the box do something that's out the norm from you uh regularly doing and came up doing 
So at this phase in my life, I don't really care about what people say and what, what like, none of those things because I know um, right now I kind of move the way God want me to move and I express it. I express, like, I know for me to get where I need to be in life, uh, I must seek God. So I pray every day to 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 become closer to God, to for him to make me more like him from the inside out. Because I know to reach the goals that I want to reach and live the lifestyle that I want to live, that need to happen first. God got to come first, period, point blank. And I've captured that. So I know where I'm going. So with that being said, I get back to the story of just saying, like, you know, at 14 years old, being that those type of things was instilled in me, man. Um, that wasn't good, man. So right now, I just put these type of things out, man, to inspire kids. That's that age. And I got a passion right now. And, and what God is putting on my mental is to start reaching out to them kids because that was the age I was most influenced by all the wrong things. And I never really had a real man to show me how to be a man. Like, I never knew what my father was or even the men that was around me, like uh, my uncles and things like that. People was in and out of prison and things like that. I just never had the proper um, leadership, per se, at no point in my life to show me how to uh, live like a man, to show me how to be a man. So all I knew was to become a man in all the bad ways on my own. And um, that's what happened, man. And it was a lot of things that was instilled in me with a young mother, like, you know, my learning ability and stuff like that, man. I remember his times, like I talked about in previous podcasts, man, to where I would be doing homework with my mother and she'd get frustrated or something like that with, you know, me not comprehending the problem. This was early on. And I remember like it was yesterday that I was scared to get a problem wrong or spell a word wrong because I get hit on. And what I started to notice that it affected me in the long run in my life, like throughout school. So what that led to was me always being an average young man for a school goes because like I, I always play sports but I knew that all you had to do was be mediocre to play sports so I never um pushed myself in that area I never like pushed myself academically to uh to to work on my weaknesses and my skill sets in school because like I like the way it started out for me man like people don't understand your first five six years of your life is when those are important and major years of your development moving forward as a as a man in general and um i understand that now because i i I went through it and grew through it and and it affected me in a lot of ways man it kind of like made me uh it created a fear in me in certain areas in my life because i never feared like anything in the streets and all that because why i was comfortable I never feared like men and all that. It was it was being a professional. It was like uh far as like doing anything that got to do with school activities and all that because I just always wanted to be in the background. I never wanted to be in the spotlight in the education system for somewhat. I don't know, but I know now because it was like how I came up. Like, so um, with that being said, like moving forward in like uh, middle school and high school was like middle school was kind of like, I want to say the worst time of my life. 
that was when I was at like a low point of doing things that a kid shouldn't be doing at all. And I don't think too many people knew it because I hit it well and I always was participating in sports and I was good. So it was like, but it was a lot of things that people didn't know. Like I would go right from little league practice and go cut up crack and 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 and, and wait for it to get dark outside and really sit out there and serve serve things and make hundreds of dollars, man. And and go in the house and eat and you know lay it down like it didn't happen at four that earlier than that like I I think that was thirteen years old I was actually walking to middle school rolling up marijuana and smoking it on the way to school like I was a grown man two thousand dollars in my pocket in the seventh to eighth grade and these are things that my mother didn't even know about. Things that my mother didn't even know I was doing regularly. It was just like a lifestyle at that age, and I hit it well, but it was known in the streets to to other kids my age that know me and uh, grown men that know me that they everybody knew I was doing these things, man. And it wasn't like people thought like parents was buying some of the materialistic things and all that. Like it actually was coming straight out of my pocket most of the time, but it was hitting well. Because I wasn't that kid that would be standing out on the corner all day hustling and all that. I would always do it secretly, privately. But the people that actually know me know. Like, so um, it ain't nothing that I'm I'm proud of today. But I know that I need to tell these things and tell these stories to the young men because it's never cool to be doing any of that, especially at that age. Like, you need people to be telling these kids it's cool to drink. It's cool to to pay attention to your imagination because that's what God got for you rather than people coming around showing you how to do the things that was instilled in me and thinking it's cool as grown men. It's not a grown man. So that's where I stand today. I know I must correct that because I got young men coming up that I'm building in every which way of life a solid foundation. So I got to show them and lead by example and 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 this is why I'm doing things like this, doing this podcast and talking about this is real. <laughs> I'm talking about people, well, I'm, I'm real, I'm doing this and all. No, this vulnerability, audio-wise and, you know, sharing it with the world is real to me. Vulnerability is strength. Being able to talk about these things is strength. Like, I get healing out of that. I get healing out of talking about this because I lived it and went through it. And, you know, it's like licking my wounds and everything's healing by me, you know, sharing it with the world, man. Because it's a lot of people like 13-year-old mother, 14-year-old father, when you really sit and think about it. Come on, a lot of people don't make it through them situations. A lot of people went through the foster care system two, three times. I know a lot of them people, it's a lot of kids that I grew up with that had been passed to five or six different families. I was I was blessed enough to still be in a tight family to where me and my family was cool, but the things that was instilled in us wasn't. And and that's that's what need to be talked about more today. You know and um continuing the story, man, it was like picking up in middle school, man. Like I was uh in and out of the juvenile system in middle school as far as probation go. I I might have been on Six, between the sixth and eighth grade, I probably was on probation two to three times, different occasions. I was that kid on the weekend with um, community service, 
detention, and, and all those things, man. And um, that was sad, man. I was moving so fast at that age, man. It was unreal. It was unreal because I sit and think about it all the time when I'm just in deep thought, you know, as a grown man. I think about it a lot. I think about all those things, man, like uh, what I really could have been if I would have had that type of environment or had the right people around me like that to tell me them things or lead me in the right direction like that to tell me what I needed to hear, to tell me what was right for me. And um, it just kept spiraling down and down for me, man, like far as like, you know what I mean, the things that was instilled in me at that age, man, to where... Sometimes I get uh I get emotional about it by just talking about it because uh yeah I got a high school coach and I don't think I expressed it to him enough He um he took me out the streets without even knowing it, I don't think. He introduced me into uh working out. Shout out Jeff Gibbons, Area PA two twelve. At fourteen years old, man, in middle school, it was God started to uh now that I understand. He started to change things in my life and change people around me and the way I was living. Because uh, he introduced me to working out, to lifting weights. And it kind of took me away from the streets. And that little lifting weights things became like something that was a part of my life in a way to where like I started to love it and enjoy doing it to where we would lift weights after school. And I became passionate about it. Me and my friends, you know, uh, shout out to my homie Mario Henry and, you know, everybody else that had got involved at that time, that we became addicted to working out. And um, it was through that man. Like, if Jeff, I mean, if Lumpy ain't um, kind of take me out the streets, far as from that standpoint, ain't no telling where I would be in life. And I often think about it because it was a lot of friends that I had at, that was the same age at that time, didn't even finish high school or none of that, that was playing little league uh, football and all that. And actually could have been some, could have been dope in high school or continued their career, but the streets got a hold of them. They household got a hold of them. They was defeated. I was fortunate enough to continue to go through high school and go to college. So I was blessed. And to kind of keep touching on that, man, what he did was, like, we'll go right from now, I'm coming from coming from school and going down to the Booger T. Washington Center just to play hoops and doing all that, still playing Little League, but I'm in the streets still, full time. Like, I'm really living a, a, a second lifestyle, like, as a young man, after I'm done with practice or doing none of that, I'm going to Little League games, high. I'm going to Little League games. I'm playing in Little League football games, running the ball, starting running back high. Come on, man. I'm playing ba basketball games, practicing, 
I remember those times I was practicing high, man. 13, 14 years old, man. True story. Come on, man. So, Lumpy started to show us how to really live. We became passionate about it. In a way, he became like a leader in that way because he was so passionate about it and, and, and cared about us so much. Like, I understand that God put him in my life for a reason. Now, as the man I am today, I understand it more, actually. And I'm grateful for him because he didn't understand what he took me away from. So I will always have love for him. God will always create space for him, man, because he's such a loving and caring person, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I can't thank him enough when I think about it. When I think about my children, actually, because my son is actually the age right now to where, like, he really, like, took me away from the lifestyle I was living all by working out. So with me, with that happening, so we started to come right from school now versus me being in middle school, coming right from school, going to the streets or just going to the community center after I come home or do what I need to do to us actually being in high school to working out to going downstairs straight to him to working out. And then it'd be a lot of times to where, you know, he'd be giving us ride homes and all that, man. So it just became like our lifestyle, man. Like we was with each other every day to where we'd be going to uh, from lifting to now I'm now participating and going to girls basketball games and the other sports by just being with him. Y'all want to go to a girls' basketball game. Y'all want to go to a softball game and things like that. So what that did was keep me away from the streets. So it started to change my life. I started to lose the passion of selling uh, drugs and living the street life and doing all of that. Like So that changed me. Better yet, ain't no change me. It saved me. Saved my life, to be honest, because I'm telling you, ain't no telling where I would have been. If I'd have continued on that path, because I know I, I seen things, man. I seen a lot of things happen, man. A lot of people ain't never seen murders. A lot of people ain't never been in raids. A lot of people ain't never been robbed. A lot of people ain't never seen people robbed. A lot of people never seen the things that I have seen at a, such a young age and been a part of. This ain't that like I ain't sure. Like this is word to God. I seen a lot. I seen a lot at a very young age and was doing a lot at a very young age. When they kind of say the cliche of jumping off the porch, I was I jumped off the porch before grown men. I was doing things that grown men ain't start doing so they was 20 years old and all that at 13, 14 years old. So for him to take me away from that, I'm forever grateful for that. And um I must thank him again. Again, Jeff Gibbons, a.k.a. Lumpy, man. God put him here for the youth, man. God put him here to change lives. He still loved doing what he's doing. He's still uh, doing what he's doing, loving on young men, man, and changing men's life one, one at a time, man. And that's all you can ask for, man. So he will ever be blessed for that. And um, that's how my life changed, to be honest, in that phase of my life. But to move forward, like, I had a great high school um, career, man. I had fun in high school. Uh, 
A lot of fun, man. We were successful in sports at that at that time of, of, of me being in high school. My high school was successful in basketball, football, softball. Like we was kind of booming when I was in high school and every and every sport to be honest. Now that I sit here and reflect on it, like and um I was fortunate enough to uh to 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 get a couple scholarships, but I had seen all the bad habits come full circle when I became a senior in the recruiting process came about because that's when the grades mattered. That's when things stuck out and it was a tragedy for me. Like that being average kind of made me have to like have an unreal ACT score and things like that. And I, I, I didn't. So the, I, I was still fortunate enough to receive like the division one, uh, I mean the division two schools, like actually just walking on. But uh, so I, I I accepted the scholarship from Edinburgh University, and um, I was blessed and fortunate enough to go there on a football scholarship and kind of like um, start on that that next uh, path of life, man. And um, my first semester in um, college, I had a child, so that changed a lot of things. I had to like now grow up. Because a child was on the way. And um, that was good. That was good in a lot of ways because I now was becoming a father that didn't have a father coming up. And at that time, I had a, um, a love-hate relationship with my father. And I want to say that because, like, I hated him, but I always had love for him secretly. I always would be... Uh, to myself, like I wonder what my dad, at. I wonder what my what my dad doing, but I never expressed that to nobody. But I used to talk about it with my mom because I can tell, I can always, I was always comfortable with telling my mom anything because we was we grew up as best friends, man. That she was thirteen when she had me, so I was always comfortable with telling my mom about anything I had going on in life comfortably. And um, I would, I I was, what I found out was. I was the one suffering, but all I had to do was accept the invitation of my dad wanting to be in my life because it was times to where he reached out to me and I was so mad at him that I would reject him. And any chance that I would probably get to be around anybody that knew him or anything like that, I would kind of like figure out a way to just like express I hate him to other people. But I really loved my dad. And and that came from me wanting my dad. I was crying out for my dad at that age. But I know how to like really express it or tell him how important that meant to me. And I will never understand that part because I'm very transparent, very outspoken. And um He was a 14-year-old dad, so he ain't know how to be a dad. So I carried all that hate and being mad at him for years to for me to understand now that he just ain't know how to be a dad. Like, he was growing up as well. So in my heart, I forgave my dad. But my mom will always tell me, you got to have a conversation with your dad. You got to have a relationship with your dad. 
And that would be the only thing that would, you know, solve how you feel about your dad. My mom will always say this. My mom never tried to turn me against my dad or any of that ever at no point in my life. I don't think she ever had him on child support or anything. She will always express having a relationship with my dad. And now I really admire her for that because I get to see the heart my mom had. Like, she got a good heart. And I understand that's where I get a lot of it from, like, because I— I think about helping people all the time with ways I can help people, man. I always had a good heart, whether people knew it or not. Like, if you know me, you know. But if you don't, like, I kept a guard up to where, like, people just never was able to read me. It was just how I moved in life. You never knew what I was up to or what I was doing at no point because I never was a follower. I was far from it. If anything, I was followed a lot because I was I, I, I was – I had bad habits. I was doing things that uh people shouldn't be doing at that age and all that. So, you know, you're going to have the followers. You're going to have people talk wanting to do the things that you actually was, was doing as far as streetwise and all that, which wasn't good. So being that I, at, at that time, getting back to the story that me becoming a father, I always wanted to never be the dad that wasn't present so the dad that I am today come a lot of come a lot from my childhood and how I came up because I always wanted to be a present dad and I always wanted to be the best dad and um figure it out and, and I wasn't always that because I was I was still a young dad you know when I when I had my son and um it's working out because that it actually made me a better dad, man. And then by me capturing myself today, I was able to see the things that I need to work on as a dad because your job is never done. So how it affected me just to, you know, um, rewind it a little bit, I'll touch on kind of like the importance of how early on with the grades affected me moving forward in college because – Football was all I knew, right? So now I'm a I'm a freshman in college. I got a kid on the way. Football is all I know. I don't got no plan B. I, I didn't I didn't talk about those things with people. I didn't talk about dreaming. I didn't talk about how I wanted to live my life if football ain't work out or or none of that. And I ain't had nobody to teach me none of that. I ain't know about financial literacy or how you're supposed to move in life. So I got a kid on the way. All I know is football and the streets. So all I know is football and the way I came up, the streets. I I, I will always I'm like, all right, cool. That's all I need. I know how to survive. So I received a scholarship. I go to football camp, and uh, one day the coach called me in after practice and said. Um, Oh, uh, we we was looking over everything, and um, you gonna have the red shirt this year because of how your grade situation is. And I thought we had hashed that out and talked about that before I went to school. So I ended up having all the stresses on me now because I'm I'm going from playing little league football to high school football, never sitting out, nothing like that, to college, and somebody telling me that I can't play. But it was because of the poor grades. 
And um so alright, boom, my red shirt. I actually um uh, get put on ac- academic probation straight out the gate first semester because now I'm really just partying, living that lifestyle like college kids do. Now, like, you don't have no parents or nothing. Now you're really living freely as an adult. You're not coming in and out of your parents' house. It's you. You on your own. And um, that hit me. But I still had the love for the game in me. So, like, when the coach told me, look, if you don't pass this semester, like, you know what I mean, you're not going to be eligible or nothing like that. So you're going to have to go to these study tables and really get it together. And so that second semester was actually one of my best semesters in college. Like, I actually got, like, a 2-7, so I was eligible. And um, being that my son was on the way and being born that that summer – I took summer classes. So I'm like, all right, you know, she's pregnant. We up here and I'm I'm gonna take summer classes and I failed a summer class. Which made me ineligible for two years in a row. Never really talked to nobody about it, to be honest. I was devastated. So what that did for me was I gave up on the game of football. And that's when I found out that football wasn't my gift. It wasn't something that I loved to do because of when it got tough and that happened, I gave it up. And um, if you're passionate and you love doing something, you wouldn't just give it up so easily regardless of whatever you got going on in your life. And that's what happened. I gave it up. So I wasn't passionate about the game. I no longer had the desire to play the game. But what came next was... Even worse, all I knew was the streets. I didn't have no plan B. So now you take football away from me, and I didn't have no plan B. So with that being said, that that I remain just moving on in life with no vision, nothing passionate about. I'm just living, so I'm living to die. So when you don't got goals in life, you don't got no vision, you don't know where you want to go, you ain't working towards nothing, you just living. And that's you self-destructing. So that was that's what started happening in my life. And, you know, I had kids coming, so all I knew was to, you know, think, uh, it start escalating to where I, I started catching my first real case as an adult in college like I was doing I was I was doing things that I shouldn't have been doing for selling drugs and all that and um I'm being open and talking about it man because people scared to talk about these things but it kind of like you know got me in trouble to where you know things start to happen to where catching cases and fighting cases and being a nuisance a nuisance on a college campus to where they ain't really want me there no more. But I was, like, living all year round out there, like, apartments and no longer on campus, like, created a lifestyle. and was actually, for the first time in my life, I was forced in a situation to get a job, to have a job. I was forced to have a job. If that wouldn't happen, I probably would have never seen getting a job. I probably would have been, like, street-bound, like, figuring things out my whole life because I, it was it came to me easy with doing that. But so with that being said, like, I was forced in not to finish the college situation and going to work field and just being in and out of the system and surviving, staying on the streets, actually not doing no real, no, no real serious jail time or nothing like that, but 
I'm blessed and fortunate for that. And um, moving forward, man, and uh, keeping my family, you know, remaining still with, with, with that woman today who I'm talking about having the kids, my wife, my last name, my kids, my last name. So I'm proud of that, of being a stand-up uh a stand-up guy and kind of, you know, growing with whatever life was throwing at me, man, and uh, winning. And winning because I live today to tell this story, man, and I'm grateful for it, man, because I've been through a lot, I've seen a lot, man, and it have changed me and led me to this phase of life right now to where I got goals, I got mentorship, I got a vision. I got people willing to help me for the first time in my life in ways that I can't imagine, but I got to put the work in and things as such. And I'm putting one foot forward each day to capture everything that I want in life. And I know it will happen. And I know I'm going to live the life that I want to live and become the person that I want to become wholeheartedly through service, man. And this is just what God is, you know, this is the lane I chose to start reaching uh, young men to talk about things like that. Kind of like um, inspiring young men to do better in life and kind of like mentoring them, if you want to say, to uh, to do better, to live better because I got uh, kids. And, you know, it's a lot of uh, young men out there with no fathers, man. The importance of a two-parent household is powerful. The important that you telling a young man about commitment at 13 or 14 years old is what they need to hear. Not you should go date her or do this or you got fathers out there, more of their kids' um, friends than, than parents. And that's sad because they living through their kids and living through their kids, you know, at the same time, man. And um, I kind of just wanted to uh, touch on that, man. And uh, be that, man, for, for young men, man. So that's what I'll be moving forward, man, as far as inspiring people to do better, to live better, man, and kind of mentoring the young men at the same time and telling them, man, you can dream. Because uh, God put you here for a reason, man, and it's to find your gift, find out what you're passionate about, find out what you love to do, and that's what you was put here to do. And most people will die never capturing that. Never living the life that they want to live. Never doing the things that they want to do. And that's one of my fears. Well, it is my fear. Dying, not living in my gift. Doing what God put me here to do. So every day I seek God and, and, and move closer and closer to God. Because I know that's the only way I would live the lifestyle that I want to live. If I put God first. And that's what's been happening in my life. And he's been changing in my life in ways that I can't even imagine. God been working in ways that I can't even imagine. He been he been uh, giving me the resources and the friendships and the relationships with people, genuine people, and connecting with people on a spiritual level, man. To where it's a blessing, man. So I just wake up in gratitude, but it's 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 hard. It ain't easy to to live in that space because every day you must tap into yourself. You must do the things. That change your life, such as reading and praying and being around the the, the, the the environment you need to be in if you want to live in that lifestyle or do those things, man. And, and, you know, I'm fortunate enough today to be alive as a married man and um, showing my kids how you're supposed to move in life. 
how to create a business and um, how to grow things from the ground up from, you know, a marriage standpoint, actually, in a two-parent household. How, did, how, how how I love on my kids. I show my kids uh, love and hug on them and tell them I love them and do all them things because I never really received that from a man. And that's important for young men today, man. And it's, and that's just what I'm going to be doing moving forward, man. Stay tuned, man. I'm going to kind of just, you know, be touching on things like that. And, you know, y'all watch me work, man, because that's, that's, that's the model I'm, I'm living by because every day, I'm going to become a better me because my only fight is with me. So every day I know I got to become a better person, a better man, a better husband to be who I need to be. And that cake, that always takes self-development. You got to love yourself before you love anybody else. You got to love yourself to help anybody else. You got to love yourself to service people. You got to love yourself to move how you're supposed to be moving in life, man. And every day I thank God for creating a feeling of gratitude that I, li that I live by and wake up by each and every day at this phase in my life because I, don't even know, I know it's up from here. And uh, that's what I'm going to be doing moving forward, man, kind of mentoring a young man. Not just young men, you know, just you know, grown people, man, kind of inspire them to live the life that they want to live. It's, it's a lot of people waking up doing things that they're not passionate about, going into jobs that they hate, stressed out. Taking your frustrations home, beating on your kids for no reason because you ain't happy with your life. It's, it's grown people out there already know what they're doing on the weekend, not even prioritizing their life, but they want to sit in a bar and do things like that instead of pouring to your kid that's probably going through something where right? you commit suicide. You ain't had a conversation, a genuine, real conversation with your child ever. But you know everything that's going on at the bar and the streets and all that, but you losing your child. So those are the kids that I'm trying to reach. Those are the kids that I'm passionate about right now today at that age because they influence the most at that age, man. So I just want to thank God for giving me the, the, the words, giving me the courage, giving me the wisdom, giving me the mindset to hop on here today to talk about it to kind of move forward with talking about it and to be able to service people and bless people, man, because you will never be where you want to be in life whenever you think selfishly. So moving forward, this is how I'm going to be paying it forward, man, with my examples, with my actions, and hopefully I'll be able to inspire other people along the way and bless people and, and you know, encourage people to live a life that they want to live and find their gift and live their dreams, man, and... um. Hopefully, man, you know, I live an abundant life for it. You know, ain't no hopefully, I will. So, love.